Welcome to the Momentum Coaching Podcast. I'm a firm believer that momentum comes from knowledge and success. And I hope today's podcast episode adds another piece to your toolbox that helps build momentum in your coaching. Okay, here are nine things I think every young coach should know. You know, honestly, this applies to old coaches as well. But I'm just going to tailor this to young coaches. Coaches in their first four years of coaching. Okay, first one, don't overthink it. You probably know you don't have the best workouts in the whole wide world, or you understand that there's a lot for you to learn. But at the end of the day, the stuff you put forward is going to be way better if you just put your best foot forward into your workouts and you don't overthink every little detail. I get so many questions um, on Instagram just about like what's the perfect workout or what workout will make my swimmers 50 free faster. And there's not really one workout, right? Your job is to first have a goal for the day. Make sure your goal for that day ties into the bigger goals of your team. And then you just execute from there as best you can. And if you're really good at this, you will just take five minutes after your practice, look at your workout and see what could I have done better. Second thing, everything will make your athletes better. Unless you're coaching athletes in the top 1%, almost everything you do will make your athletes better. Because if you're coaching just about any 18 and under athlete, they're still growing, they're still maturing physically, and they will get stronger as a byproduct. So there is so many ways for kids to get better. The biggest thing you want to watch out for is, are they getting better and enjoying what they're doing? That is, when I say that, I don't mean practice is supposed to be a cakewalk or everybody should be happy all the time. I'm just saying that if you, if you find that perfect spot between challenge and improvement and enjoyment, man, that's a great place. And just kind of tying on to that first point of not overthinking it, like there's so many things that make kids better. That's why you can have one kid that's in a high yardage program. You can have another kid that's in a race pace, like half the amount of time program. You can have a kid that's in a program where 50% of their time is spent on strength training and they all get better. And there's a lot of kids around the country swimming really, really well through different types of training. And that is because not everything, of course, and I highlighted there's like the top 1% of athletes um, that everything will make everybody else better. And, And that's just okay. And that's good. As long as you keep on getting better, stronger, and you're enjoying what you're doing, you're good to go. Um, Number three, and this is especially for young coaches, you can't alienate the parents. Um, And I have to remind myself of this just because it's not that I'm against swim parents. We all know if you're a coach in any sport, um, how hard it can be when you have a parent that's down your throat about things that they shouldn't be down your throat about. But at the end of the day, you can't alienate the parents because you do need their support and their buy-in into your program for it to be fully successful for the most part. Um, you know, whenever we have a family that the parent is just very against what we're doing, it might be going okay for their athlete for a while, but eventually, like, whatever resentment there is or whatever problems there is seeps through, and it will affect that kid's progression on your team. 
So if you really want to do the best for your athletes possible, you just need to make sure that you have respect for the parents because they play a big part in your athlete's success as well. Of course, you need to set up boundaries. I'm not saying go be best friends with all of your um, swim parents. I personally don't like to do that, and that's just some personal reasons, like more of a professional thing. I don't think it's professional to go out and like go get a bunch of drinks with a swim parent, Um, especially for somebody who's trying to seriously coach an athlete and be a professional. I just don't think that's professional. But you can't alienate them. And I've seen those coaching message boards and some people would just like wish the parents weren't around and i'm sorry it's just not how it's going to happen they're they're going to be around they're going to be a factor these are the people paying your paying the bills at the pool and um they're also paying for a service and it's your job to deliver that service so next thing is uh all of your athletes will leave one day so if you're a young coach and you're coaching like some stud swimmer and you're like man this kid this kid's going to be great we're going to break these records and we're going to do this, this, and this. Just remember that all your athletes move on. They move on to the next coach. They will move on to another team and or they will just leave the sport altogether. So just remember that when you are getting all caught up, all into one athlete specifically, just remember that they all leave and they all move on and they all get on with their lives eventually. So... um don't treat any of your athletes like this is the athlete, the only athlete, because they all leave. Um, and you're going to be a much more happier coach if you um, if you don't hyper-focus on one athlete. Um, your life matters more. That's kind of my, my next one. And this one's kind of tricky because we do live in a bit of a society that tends to uh, back off when things get hard. So um, when I say your life matters more, what I mean is you should not be miserable as a swim coach. Um, our job requires us to um, to bring great energy into the athletes that we're working with. And if our life is struggling, whether that's your marriage, your finances, again, I guess that's for older coaches, but... If you're struggling, if everything outside of your swimming life is struggling, it's going to affect your coaching life. So just remember that your life matters more. And if you're doing something at work that is destroying your life outside of uh, work, then you should check that and you should adjust that. And you can see if you can make both lives work. And because back to my previous statement, is they're all going to leave... And at the end of the day, you're going to be left with you, your family, if you have one, um, and they're going to get on with their lives. So you need to make sure that your life does matter. So now this is not a hall pass if you think if you had a tough six weeks and you need a whole week off. Um, Like I said before, you're a professional and you have a job to do. If you're not trying to be a professional swim coach, listening to my content is probably not going to be the best for you. And when I say professional swim coach, I don't mean like you have to coach the absolute top athletes or be at this level club or coach in college. No, you can be a 19-year-old professional because the way you treat your athletes, the way you handle yourself, 
the way you're prepared to do good work that matters um this is for you this is for young coaches and old coaches but if you're not getting better you're getting worse because if you're not getting better you are stagnating and once you start stagnating you start getting worse and the best example i can give you of this is stagnation is like that coach who has this one plan that works like all the time like this is my plan this is i stick to my plan and they never look back at that plan and see what they can make better they just say this is the plan and they have this plan that worked with swimmers in group A, and then now they're coaching group B, and it's not working. And they'll get worse. And athletes change, you change, situations change. So you need to make sure that you are constantly trying to get better. And and this is a little bonus here. If you're looking for areas to get better in, there's so many. Coaches have to do so many different things. And there are so many different things that make athletes better so there's like psychology communication negotiation negotiation sounds like a weird one but i promise you you will not regret reading a book on negotiation it will make you such a better communicator especially with middle school and high school athletes um there's dry lands there's technique there's training there are so many little things that you can get better at just pick one and try to spend 10 to 20 hours just getting better at it. Um, the next one kind of goes back to that your life matters, matters more, is you got to take care of yourself to take care of others. And for what I mean by this is like nutrition, um, working out, that sort of thing, meditation if you're into that, uh, whatever it is, but you got to take some time to make yourself better. And I, I really think this has to be a selfish choice sometimes. I have two toddlers at home and my wife's currently pregnant with twins. Like our life is wild. But sometimes I have to say, hey, I'm going to go work out for 30 minutes. You know, I don't really do long workouts because I don't have time for it. But I'm be like, okay, I need to go work out. Like I'm going to do this. So I'm going to go work out. And I will go work out. Like I'll leave everybody hanging for a little bit. Now, as I've gotten better at time management and stuff like that. I have found ways to fit my workouts in better without it taking away from family time and that sort of thing. But sometimes, man, I miss out on some family times because I need to work out. So um, this is also not a hall pass for um, some of y'all, like some of y'all dads who have a bunch of kids at home and you're like, I need to go play golf for six hours or else I'm not taking care of myself. You know, little excessive if you ask me but that's just my take you can do what you want with that um the next one you need to know why you need to know why you're doing what you're doing and this might sound condescending to um don't overthink it all you need to do is generally know why like the simplest way i can explain this is if you do something hard and somebody asks why are we doing this and you just tell them hey Doing hard things will give us the opportunity to make something happen when a race gets hard, right? That's very simple. You don't have to go into the science of it all or aerobic capacity, anaerobic capacity. That will come later. And as long as you keep getting better at things, you will understand more of why things work. But in general, just be ready for anything you do on a regular basis. You should know why you're doing it and why it matters because you will believe in it more. And when you believe in it more, your athletes will believe in it. Um, 
Swimmers can smell unbelief. This is my last one. But back to the you need to know why. That if you aren't bought in to your program and what you believe is important for your athletes and how to make your kids better, or if you're not really in it, like you're not loving being a swim coach, or you don't like it, or you don't like a kid, man, they feel that right away. It's an energy thing. It's a body language thing. It's a tone thing. And and it kind of ties multiple things I talked about together. But when your life isn't in order or you're not really in it with what you're doing, uh, the people around you can feel that. And it'll affect your coaching and it'll affect how good of a job you do. So this was nine uh, things I think young coaches should all know to make them better. Um, But really, this is for any coaches. And um, it probably sounded like a list longer than nine. But those are some things for you to meditate and think on. I would love to hear your questions. Or if you have any rules that like you like to live by, these are some, I wouldn't say these are rules that I follow per se. Um, But uh, these are definitely things I think about and things that help me make decisions and make me be a better coach.